Local investment professionals Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Registered representatives with Peak Brokerage Services, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Now, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Saturday afternoons, and uh, the weeks go by awful quick. Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle Financial Guys. Mike Sparaza filling in for uh, the great Glenn Wiggle today. Glenn taking a well-deserved weekend off, but he'll be back uh, next weekend. I think he will. Are you guys filling in for us again next week? We're in next week, Mike Hayflick and I. Yep. Well, good. All right. Well, yeah. it's always nice when people go, I love when uh, people fill in for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> like. Me too, after 25 years. So <laughs> we have an incredible show lined up. Now, uh, you were supposed to be at CPAC today, but uh, you had friends that had a baby. We and did. plans changed, so that's really cool. I mean, uh, it stinks that you missed CPAC, but uh, uh, that's that's a good reason to do it for. So you're a great friend, and um, next year we will be there. They gave us they gave us a media pass, which was pretty surprising. I mean, we don't even, we've never been invited to anything in Western New York. You know, they have all these Hall of Fame ceremonies and <laughs> radio, celebrity, local stuff. Never once have we been invited to anything. So to get a pass to be able to walk around CPAC as a, uh, CPAC as a media person, that's pretty cool. So, But next year we'll be there. there. There's a couple other events coming up, too, that we'll talk about later. But there's a Turning Point USA event coming up this year, too. We'll get a media pass for that. So we have some other opportunities, which is good. Yeah. Uh, now, you, we've got a crazy show lined up for you, folks. Lots of guests. Some of these guests lined up before uh, Russia invading Ukraine, although I think, you know, that was sort of lined up. Everybody ready to, uh, for that to happen. And, of course, it played itself out. But uh, we've got, Mike, we've got, what, UFC fighters coming on today. We've got everybody. Yeah, we, we got a lot going on today. Big show. Uh, yeah, Frank Mir, a former UFC champion, coming on today. So that'll be fun. A couple of our office folks coming on, too. So looking forward to it. Yeah, busy show. Uh, let's start out with a, a, can I say a regular? we got Stefan Mahailu, who's now a regular on Fox News. Can I say you're like a regular? Is that, like, that makes you sound really, really important. I've been called a lot worse, so I'll take it. I know you have. I know you, I've, I've been called worse right with you. So, <laughs> so look <laughs> hey, at Partners you're, in uh, crime. That's right. You're a Ukrainian-American, and uh, you uh, were on Tucker last night, but you've got family over there, and, you know, one of the first things he asked you, and I'm going to ask you it, is, you know, you've been in touch with those folks, right? Yeah, we have on a regular basis. Uh, there's a huge Ukrainian community in Rochester and Buffalo and across New York State. And here uh, in western New York, we have our Ukrainian cultural center, uh, Nipadol. And on a regular basis, we're communicating with friends and family uh, back in Ukraine. And there's, there's two sentiments that people are talking about. One, we're going to fight like hell. Uh, and everyone said that basically we held the line and showed incredible resolve and restraint, an incredible restraint, when Putin was right there waiting to attack, and now they're showing strength and fighting back uh, since they've crossed the line and invaded. Yeah, huge. 80-year-old men. 80-year-old men on the front line fighting, right? Um, one of the things uh, you and, said— and one of, Well, keep going, sorry. No, I was going to say very quickly, I mean, we're, we're even hearing stories of them handing out thousands and thousands of guns to Ukrainian men who are— literally fretting back in the streets yeah sad thing is is this was preventable and you mentioned that last night you know this would have never ever ever happened under donald trump never happened under donald trump and you hit on it last night and i thought you know maybe you could you know further talk about what your thoughts on this was preventable and sad and a lot of ukrainians 
feel that way. A lot of Americans feel that way, that 82 million dead and alive people voted for Joe Biden because they didn't like mean tweets. Uh, I hope they're happy because there's zero chance that Putin would have invaded the um, any country, let alone Ukraine or anyone else. And it's showing weakness here at home and around the world. And now that could spill over to China. You know, they're looking at Taiwan because the Chinese look at Taiwan the same way the Russians do Ukraine, which is dead wrong. You know, Putin views Ukraine as a territory, not an independent country, which we are. And that could lead to chaos economically, politically, and the beginning of World War III. Yeah, and I'll say this too, Stefan. I think what's what's sad is, is like Mike said, you know, when— when when Joe Biden got elected president, you know, we all said these things would happen or or things would not go as smoothly as his voters thought they would. And this is now the second major foreign policy event in six months that's going on here, right? You add in the, the Afghanistan issue, now this. And, and like you said, what's next and is very scary because who knows what's going to happen. We all know he's weak. Everyone knows he's weak. Even our allies know he's weak, and it's pretty scary stuff. Yeah. Well, woke things- radical progressives you know, suck their thumb in the fetal position because they didn't like Donald Trump. Their feelings were hurt. Well, you know, tell that to the families of dead Ukrainians right now. And uh, and it's a travesty what's happening in the world, and it's all Joe Biden's fault. Yeah, no doubt. You know, and one of the things you said last night, which was spot on, is that he, you know, his mentor, Barack Hussein Obama, remember him putting the line in the sand with Syria? Like, hey, this is the line. You know what? I think I'll move it. I think I move it, right? I mean, his blunder in Afghanistan basically said to Russia, you do whatever you want, right? I'm surprised we didn't drop off some equipment at, at the Ukraine so they could take before uh, before they invaded, but really sad. And for those of you that say, well, this would have happened under Trump, absolutely not. You know, Russia survives on fueling the European Union. Uh, 40% of the European Union's gas and oil comes from Russia, right? They, uh, they, they would have never, they, didn't have, they don't have an alternative. And President Trump talked about this in 2017. He said, let us supply you oil. Let us supply you natural gas. Let us be the supply. You'll have a backup. You won't be so dependent on Russia. And, uh, you know, we would have had that in place, of course, you know, uh, Biden's done the opposite. He's cut our fuel supply, right? Mike, how about the uh, fact we're getting fuel from Russia still? Yeah. Well, how no, about that? Yeah. Well, now we're dependent on these <laughs> folks, right? I, I mean, really, really sad. This would have never had all about fuel. And for those of you who said making money, well, the world is all about making money, but it would have made Europe safer. And uh, they didn't do that. And that's a shame. That's a real shame. More jobs in the U.S., we would have had control over the fuel, right? Which, what do you mean by control? Well, for you environmentalists, we could have planted trees. We could have controlled. With, do you really think that some of these countries that hate us care about what they dump into the ocean? No, they don't. So we could have controlled it. We could have had the jobs here, and Europe would have had a backup plan. Instead, we've got Joe Biden who doesn't even know what's going on. Really, 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 truly sad. A safer America under Donald Trump. Well, look at Stefan. I appreciate everything you're doing. You're the first one who ever gave me a Ukrainian beer, so and we're going to drink more of it for sure together. <laughs> Amen to that. Yeah, tell me uh, real Amen quickly about uh, any update on Western New York. It's funny, the, uh, the Communist Party here seems to be opening things now. Miraculously, now that the polling data is switching, uh, my understanding is KeyBank Center is now going to let unvaccinated crazy people like myself back in on Monday. It's sick and twisted because Democrats quickly switched 
the mantra of we have to shut down the economy, put face diapers on two-year-old kids, uh, all over, you know, health that they said, but it's all about power and control. And what's so sick and twisted is that there is no question that national Democrats got polling data back that said you better change the narrative and open up the economy or you're going to get slaughtered in the midterm elections. You know, even look at, you know, the, the war in Ukraine right now. I mean, the, the Biden administration and Democrats and the national fake news media are trying to spin in a sick and twisted way to say, well, wait a minute, you know, the economy is going to hell in a handbasket and gas prices are up and inflation is up all because of war in Ukraine. And it's dead wrong. People aren't stupid. They know that, you know, power hungry politicians are changing their policies on COVID because they're going to lose badly in November in the midterms. And now it is just horrific and despicable that they're trying to blame war in Ukraine, that Russia invaded, you know, my family's homeland. And, oh, that's the reason why you're paying more for gas. It's why you're paying more to heat your home. It's why you're paying more for groceries. And these, you know, woke scumbags care more about politics and power and control than they do about keeping America safe, making our country safe and protecting people. And you're right. Energy dependence and energy independence, you know, is the same of military strength. If you are, you know, not dependent on bad actors like Russia and Venezuela, well, guess what? That is weakness from a military perspective. And now the world and Ukrainians are paying the price. Well, Stefan, I'm just I'm just glad Mark put his big boy pants on and and he's going to let people in the in the arena, hopefully the Bill Stadium, too. But I laugh at his tweet here. Yesterday, the CDC gov changed how it determines the impact of COVID-19. Like, this is a revelation. Like, oh, my gosh, everything's fine now. We're good to go. We've all known this for how long? Mike, you've been saying it since, what, March of 2020? Yeah, since about two months into it, when we had all the actual data, when we actually had the facts, uh, and we we could see that the places around the world that were open – had really no difference, and uh, except for they didn't smash all their businesses and start to control people, lose uh, population. I mean, you know, they didn't have an increase in drug overdoses, yeah. like uh, in kids and in teenagers, and suicides and depression and all that other good stuff. So it was either we've been talking about it from the get go. I think Glenn phrased it the best. He said, "You can either have COVID, and you can have a smashed economy, or you can have COVID." And you can go on with your life, but you're not going to stop it. And that's pretty uh, pretty clear now. I mean, it was clear to me two months into it. But, of course, now what they're going to do, and you know this, Stefan, you're, uh, you've been involved in this game for a long time. They're going to take credit for it. And, of course, the, uh, the mindless, uh, spineless Democrats will go, yep, look at what we did. We saved everything. Look at that. And actually, um, was it Ryan this morning? Did you see that was a, was a polling company that uh, the Bidens hired said, here's what you need to do. You just need to end COVID now yep. <laughs> and then take credit for all of it. Yep. And unfortunately, there's millions of people in this country that are dumb enough to think that they did anything good when it came to COVID. It's anything. amazing. It's amazing how many people still think that Joe Biden's not doing a bad job in office. For, forget the COVID. Everything. It's amazing. Yeah. It's mind boggling. All right, Stefan, I know you're busy. you got a family, and you're working Monday through Friday, so I appreciate your time with us. Any last thoughts before we let you go? You want to plug your uh, Twitter well, the, handle or anything? <laughs> well, just smash your computer keyboard, and that's how you spell Stefan Mahailu. But, you know, the, you guys are 100% spot on that the data on COVID absolutely drove decisions, but it wasn't scientific data. It was polling data. Yep. Uh, and these woke, radical, snowflake Democrats – 
saw the writing on the wall. The polling data told them you're going to lose badly. You better open up the economy. But unfortunately, seniors died, businesses shut down, and you know Andrew Cuomo won Realtor of the Year because so many of Florida because so many people left there, and it's unfortunate it was preventable, uh, and we got to make them pay in November. Yep, that's for sure. And I hope people don't forget this. You know, uh, one of the things that you have been so spot on with since the beginning of this is people focus so much of their energy, so much of their time on the governor's race, and they forget about the school board races. They forget about the county races, right? We have a lot of power there. And there's a lot of people that have just been tirelessly fighting for years. Russ Thompson, Nancy Orticelli, these people just volunteering their time and really um, but but we can win some of this stuff. I mean, we can win some of this stuff, and that's what we need to do. If we want to take back the schools, we don't need the governors to do that. We need the school boards to do that, right? Uh, so win the races you can win and get involved where you can. Amen. Yeah. All right, buddy. Appreciate it. Uh, and uh, thank you for spending some time with us. we got to take a quick break. Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, Mike Sparaza, financial guys. Uh, if you want to hop on board, 844-434-4TFG, 844-434-4TFG, always an open mic session. We're going to talk a little bit about money, too. We understand it's been volatile, and uh, we're going to talk uh, to Paul Meeks, actually, uh, I think 130-ish, 135-ish. Paul, part of our investment committee and team, and a regular on CNBC Squawk Box, bringing Wall Street to Main Street, the financial guys. 833-FIN, guys, if you need us throughout the week. Don't forget, we're a one-stop financial shop. Uh, the head of our home and auto team right there in front of me, Mike Sparaza. So give him 15 minutes and uh, let him shop over 25 companies to save you money. When it comes to Medicare independent, AHIP certified Medicare reps, if you're turning 65, think of the financial guys. And, of course, our investment and financial planning arm. And we'll talk about uh, the, the markets today. I understand it's been choppy. I get it. Markets didn't seem to really care about Ukraine. Markets were down in the morning up in the afternoon uh, i think you know and there, there is a big disconnect i think a lot of people forget that you know russia is about eight percent the size of the u.s and when things like that happen it doesn't doesn't mean that we're not we're stopping we're not going to shop at home depot we're not going to buy our apple phones and so as an investor sometimes you need to take a step back and not make crazy irrational decisions subtle changes along the way and that's what we do with our portfolios we rebalance we try to take advantage of down markets, and when markets are up, we've had a good run. You know, we're slowly rebalancing to try to move some profits to the side. If you need us, eight three three Fin Guys. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. Financial Guys Radio Network. Do not turn a dial. We'll be back. Wham eleven eighty. There's a lot at stake, and how we end this war, it makes a big difference. How we end this war, and it makes a big difference to tell the American people the truth about what our options are in ending this war. If tomorrow the order goes out from the president, I'm president of the United States, I issue an order, end the war today, begin to withdraw all American troops. It will take a year to get the American troops out. Do you hear me now? That's the truth. It will take a year to get them physically out. Now if you leave all the equipment behind, you might be able to do it in seven months and you leave those billions of dollars of weapons behind, I promise they're going to be used against your grandchild and mine someday. Alrighty. Well, that's a tough Joe Biden. If you heard the clip earlier, I don't know. Hopefully you didn't miss our commercials. We're trying to make him funny and spruce him up a little bit. But he was, Putin wasn't going to do anything under him. Tough, tough Joe. <laughs> tough Joe. Not going to mess around with me. Yeah, Joe, he just walked right over you. He's playing. 
Chess, you're playing. Uh, he's playing checkers. You're playing chess for sure. The 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 circus music just makes those clips more and more funny every sad. time I hear them. So sad, so <laughs> sad. Preventable. You know, you you win through leadership. You win through strength. The U.S. is in a position to be strong. We were in a position to be energy independent, and they've messed all that up. And of course, now making the world safer. And now, of course, we've got China. Uh, who's now a uh, buddy buddy with Russia. So that should do well for safety amongst the globe. So. I mean, what's what's crazy about him, too, is you saw him drop a binder during that speech yesterday. He couldn't even go down to the ground to pick the binder up. Like, that's yeah. the leader of the free world right there. It's uh, really well, the, scary. The, the, sadder, the sadder part about that is he's surrounded himself with totally incompetent pe- people. Right. You know, Mayor Pete was elected because he's gay, not because he was the right person, yep. right? Uh, we're electing people that can't figure out their sexuality to positions because they can't figure out their sexuality. Look, look at me. Okay. The woke culture, uh, instead of finding the right person, instead of finding the right person, I don't care whether somebody's gay or straight or not, find the right person for the position and interview them for that position. Don't make a position up for them. And he has surrounded himself with totally incompetent people. And of course, that makes the globe less safe uh let's go back let's go to some of our guests i want i did want to sneak in tanya here tanya wanted to plug um some of the charity and we didn't really get a chance to sort of totally complete that last week so tanya are you live with us yes i am thank you uh tell us about Um, what you've done last week i felt like we didn't give you enough time and i (laughs) wanted to make sure we spend a little bit of time today to make sure you get to plug your your charity and what you're doing and how uh, a lot of our listeners can help I appreciate that. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Dare to Dream Ranch. Um, Dare to Dream is a nonprofit organization that supports veterans and military families. I became involved in the ranch after my son, Corey, passed away in June of 2020. Corey was a veteran. He served our country as a corpsman for 11 years, doing three tours, two in Iraq and one in Afghanistan. And like all veterans, Corey lost many friends, both in combat and after they got out. When he left the military, he was 90% disabled from PTSD, and he passed alone, passed away alone in his apartment from a seizure that was the result of the effects PTSD took on his body. Hmm. So I found the ranch, and I, I really liked what they stood for. Um, Corey never sought out help after he got out to make the transition to civilian life. The ranch offers various programs to help veterans and military personnel and their families that are struggling with PTSD, TBI, anxiety, and we help them to overcome their situation, find their passion, and become successful civilians. Some of the programs that we do are like equine therapy, we do woodworking, beekeeping, um, and this is all free to our veterans and military families. But we can't do it without your help, and we get our assistance from people making donations, and that's the only way we get any funds in. So I'm hoping that by talking a little bit about the ranch that I can interest some people in making a donation. Um, we have a lot of things we want to do. We, um, our goal this year is to raise $2 million, and when we do that, we want to build an indoor arena that will house stables, therapy rooms, therapy offices for counseling and physical therapy. We also want to expand the residence and their dream headquarters to include several more bedrooms that allow clients and veterans to stay in a place um, if they need a place to live. And they can live at the house, and we're going to build teeny homes for up to two years, and all we ask is that they um, work the ranch. Mm-hmm. So 
Just this week, Karen, the founder of Dare to Dream, secured a donation of $10,000. Now, I know not everybody or any business can donate that amount, but every little bit helps. I mean, imagine what we could do. Yeah, imagine what we could do if only 50% of your clients and listeners donated just $10. Hey, Tanya, where do they do that? Give me a website, phone number, all that stuff before we let you go. Yes, daretodreambranch.org. And the phone number is 401-919-2059. All right, real quickly, that phone number, one more time. 401-919-2059. All right, God bless you, Tanya. Keep the fight going. We'll be back. Financial Guys Radio Network, Mike Lomas, Mike Sparazzo. I'm so damn confused. Mike Lomas, Carlegal Financial Guys, Mike Sparaza in studio, co-host along with uh, Mike Hayflick often, and uh, Financial Guys team expanding. It used to just be Glenn and myself, uh, and uh, but now we'll, we've got a huge team of folks, all different expertise, chartered financial analysts, registered investment advisors, certified financial planners, the list goes on and on. 833-FIN-GUYS if you need our help. We do. We are going to talk a little bit of markets. We've got uh, Paul Meeks, who's going to be joining us shortly, uh, regular guest on CNBC Squawk Box, part of our investment committee and team. And uh, we will absolutely 100% answer your calls and questions. Um, let's Before we do that, I wanted to bring up Charmaine Case. Can we bring up Charmaine quick, Pam? Charmaine, you live with us? I'm here. All right. Charmaine heads up our 401k division and our uh, small, medium and large business planning division. And uh, Charmaine, you know, a lot of people don't realize this. You know, there's been so much focus on COVID, COVID, COVID. But of course, COVID allowed the Democrats to put in more rules and regulations. And, you know, of course, like the Wizard of Oz, nothing to see here. Uh, There's some things that business owners need to be prepared for. Right. And we talked about this a few weeks ago. I, I still don't see the attention to detail with this. Like I don't see it in the media. And of course, you know, regulators love that stuff, meaning tax advisor, you know, ta- state tax folks and anybody who basically is going to fine you in New York State because they'll say, oh, you should have known this. I'm sorry. We're going to charge you anyways. That's your problem. You didn't know. But business owners need to actually now we're being forced to, to offer people uh, investment plans. Right. Yeah, that's correct. And as you said, one of my biggest concerns about this is nobody seems to know about it. So they've done nothing to communicate this to business owners with over 10 employees. And the fact is, they're going to get a packet in the mail at some point in time that says, get your employees signed up and, you know, or you're going to be fined $125 a day for not doing so. And there are also other concerns that people should have. And the number one one is it's going to be run by the state. That should scare everyone. When you can choose, you have the ability to choose what type of plan you want to offer your employees. There's, There's just no reason not to investigate what's available and how you can avoid being put in this position. Yeah. Now, all the, the other stuff. Thing, oh, I'm sorry. Go, keep, keep rolling. Go ahead. No, no, keep rolling. I was, just, <laughs> I was going to say that the only types of contributions that are available under this plan that they're forcing people into are Roth contributions. So nobody is going to get the benefit of current tax benefits. Hmm. 
Hmm. Um, they're not going to give up tax dollars for this, so they're offering it only in the form of Roth contributions. Now, now my understanding, so, Charmaine, is that I, if I have 10 employees or more, I have to offer a plan, right? That is correct. And that is, if you've been in business for two years, you're a New York State company, and uh, you have 10 or more employees. So this is going to impact a lot of people. And as I said before, my biggest fear is that people just don't know about it. There has been no announcement of this. And I yeah. fear that they're going to get a packet in the mail someday. And uh, that's going to be it. That's when the clock starts ticking. Yeah. And the yeah. other thing that they're very vague about, they were given a chunk of money to get this thing up and going. But it says right in the bill that when this money is gone, they're able to bill their costs in administering and uh, promoting this program and assessing fines to the employers or the employees' accounts. Oh, there you go. So, then there's the real reason, folks, behind this, right? It's a, they, they, I've always said the New York liberal Democrats wake up every morning trying to figure out ways to steal your money, and they're running out of you ways. Get in your pocket. Right? Yeah, exactly. So Isn't that is amazing too? Isn't that amazing way. too? A, a big, a big piece of legislation like this, and they just don't tell anybody. Like they don't, they don't put that no. out to businesses or anybody that oh, is no. running a business or doing anything, right? No, because then they can come back around in two years and say, "Oh, you have eleven employees. We don't care that you're broke. You didn't set up a retirement account or offer them a retirement account. So now we're going to fine you, right? Just like the COVID fines. Oh." Marky Mark, the county executive, is out hanging out with his buddies without a mask, but we're coming into your restaurant, and we're going to assess a fine that you're going to have to pay because you all have so much money. Sad. It's just amazing that they can't figure out why people are leaving the state. Just amazing. Blows my mind that more people don't wake up and say, you old-school Democrats, right? And I've got lots of friends that I call old-school Democrats. They're, They're for the working class, the working man and woman, right? But they're not for open borders. They're not for defunding the police. And they're certainly not for forcing people to have to take a retirement account from New York State. But yet, on voting day, somebody votes for these folks, although I'm convinced that a big chunk of these votes are already pre-planned and because there's so much i just you know this just blows my mind that anybody would think that kathy hochel and her friends are doing a great job in new york state after a million people have moved out in the last bunch of years but um so so charmaine they need to call you we can help walk them through there the we don't even know the fines yet right i mean they haven't decided that yet or there's no information yes, on the fine well, they is have. 125 dollars a day oh you did say okay. that i'm sorry 125 bucks a day a day exactly Okay. That's worse than the DMV. <laughs> uh, DMV now is in good shape. Mickey Kearns has done an awesome job there. By the way, if you're going to support anybody, he's got. A, I guess he's going to have a little bit of a race on his hands. But Mickey's a good guy, and he does need your support. So I would, uh, I would make sure you go and help uh, him. He's done an awesome job with the DMV, making the pistol permits. Uh, it used to take two years to get a pistol permit. Now it's down to weeks. So mine took unreal. me 16 months to get a pistol permit. 16 yeah, months yeah. it took. Yeah. No, but big, big uh, part of the bottleneck was right there, and Mickey's yeah. done an awesome job of cleaning that up. All right, Charmaine, so they can get in touch with you if you're a business owner, you don't have a plan in place. I think the biggest fear is this is going to cost me a lot of money, but if they reach out to you, it's a complimentary consultation, and uh, and we can steer them in the right direction, and oftentimes it won't be as, as expensive as if New York State gets their hands on it, right? Oh, absolutely. And yeah. I, there's so many options out there available to people 
to avoid being put in this position. Yeah. All right, 833-FIN-GUYS. Charmaine, thank you so much for joining us. I know you'll help folks here in Buffalo, New York, Rochester, New York, all the way out to Syracuse. So if you need our help, uh, if you're a small business owner and you don't have a plan, you're going to have to have a plan in New York State, whether you like it or not, whether you can afford it or not. So uh, do yourself a favor. Reach out to Charmaine at our office, 833-FIN-GUYS, and put a plan in place before New York State makes you do that. All right, I'm going to take a real quick break, and then when we come back, I'm going to bring up Paul Meeks. Paul, one of the heads of our investment committee and team, a regular on CNBC Squawk Box, actually the largest money manager in the world at one point, and uh, proud to say he's on our team. And we're going to talk a little bit about the markets. Uh, of course, crazy, vol crazy volatility out there. Uh, crazy volatile, and I get it, and I get the nervousness out there, and we're going to talk to uh, one of the experts. We're going to bring Wall Street to Main Street, so if you want to hop online, 844-434-4TFG. It's always an open mic session. Again, 844-434-4TFG, and uh, we'll be back. Real quick break, uh, Paul Meeks up on deck, Financial Guys Radio Network or any of the previous variants either because we're dealing with something that's airborne. All righty. Welcome back. Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, Financial Guys. Mike Sparazza in studio with us. And uh, they are no longer appropriate in Western New York, mainly because a poll uh, given by, let's see here, the Dems, uh, let's see, Impact Research, which is uh, uh, Joe Biden's polling firm, has said, Joe, look at not working anymore, declaring the crisis phase of COVID over. Let's push it over and let's take a victory on this thing. And, can can uh, we talk about that doctor that just played there, Mike, from CNN, how ridiculous she is when she came out this week and said, oh, we're starting to see there's issues with kids being masked at school and, and, their, and their development. <laughs> no kidding, right? How like, who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? How dumb could you be? Seriously, how stupid <laughs> yeah. could you be? Yeah, I will, yeah we'll, uh, next hour we'll talk more about that. By the way, next hour we're going to have Dr. Paul Alexander on, who's been one of the ones right from the get-go talking about how ridiculous this is and uh, he talked about uh, testified in front of Congress about layering vaccines and all this stuff. So we'll uh, we will talk a little bit about that with Dr. Paul Alexander. In the meantime, I want to bring up Paul Meeks, uh, chartered financial analyst, part of Paul, a regular on CNBC Squawk Box. And Paul, appreciate you spending some time with us here on a Saturday afternoon. Um, you uh, you've been all over the news this week. I think I saw you on Yahoo Finance, but. Uh, you're one of the most cool and collected guys I've ever met when it comes to market volatility. And uh, you sent me a bunch of stats this week, Paul, about, hey, look, at the market's down. The S&P 500's down, but it's always down. Look, at it. it's, it's been down on average intraday year drawdown of 14% a year. So every year on average, we see at least one decline of 14%. And out of 35 of the past 42 years, we've still ended up positive. So... Uh, to you, uh, you've, you've talked on CNBC Squawk Box a lot. Every single time the market pulls back about trading up, and I wanted to talk. I wanted to, to uh, I wanted to be a little bit optimistic today because I think that's what we should be, right, Paul? Yeah, I think that uh, history will tell us, particularly geopolitical stuff. And I would define the issue uh, with Russia and Ukraine as geopolitical conflict that they're typically short-term in nature and uh, good buying opportunities. Who knows? You know, we can't predict the future, how long this is going to go on. You know, obviously, uh, Putin has his own agenda, may or may not be satisfied in the near term. But uh, it shouldn't have, in the long last, uh, that much to do with the U.S. economy and particularly that much to do with U.S. Uh, financial markets. 
I'm also, I, you know, we saw a level of fear this week that I always measure fear by the calls we get into our Buffalo, our Rochester, Syracuse office, South Florida, you know, the, the, and, and we just had a level of fear that I haven't seen in a long time. Um, and I, and I was really surprised by that. You know, we had a, a few day move down in the market and I think people, you know, there's a disconnect when it comes to the stock market about really what the stock market is. You know, I had some conversations with clients this week and I said, you know, I understand and I don't like what's going on in Russia, but do you really think people are going to stop shopping at Home Depot? You know, I heard people say the Fed is going to be gone. I mean, just really, it's amazing where people jump to when we have a quick pullback. You know, the market has shifted. It was COVID, 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 and then it was inflation and now it's Russia. And I think at some point we'll probably go back to inflation, I would have believed, right? Yeah, because um, that was always on the rise. And uh, there is uh, 100% certainty that the Fed, which is our central bank, uh, will begin to raise rates, though, uh, you know, slowly and deliberately the next time they meet, which will be March 15, 16, which is not too far from now. Um, and then the other thing is that energy. Um, the cost of energy is a big chunk of the inflation calculation. And yes, uh, the longer the. Oh, did we lose him? It does uh, okay. sell and export a lot of uh, crude oil and natural gas. That yes, that will uh, increase energy costs, which are already on the rise. And that could cause some problems. But again, let's see how long it lasts. You know, Paul, when it comes to buying stocks, I don't I don't think people really truly understand and think this stuff through there. They're, they're uh, when people when the real money buys stocks, they're not buying it for tomorrow. Right. They're buying it for five years from now. I think my first lesson, I was down in New York City. I got hired by Payne Weber and General Motors employees went on strike. And the firm said General Motors at the time said, walk out, walk out. We're done. And the stock was up. And I thought to myself, this is 20-something years ago, wait a minute, how could the stock be up? They're shutting down the plants, right? And, of course, one of the uh, leading uh, economists there said, Mike, look at they're not by what this is saying. Management is stepping up to them, probably going to uh, negotiate a better contract for management. And that's going to be a good thing for the stock long term. And I and I think people, they forget about that. You know, OK, if you have a stock now you've you've been uh, known around the world as a tech manager and we'll use tech stocks as an example. Look, if a tech stock is off 10 or 20 or 30 percent, is it off because their earnings are bad because the company's bad or is it off because of, because of some geopolitical reason? And I think. As you've said time and time again, these opportunities are the time to rebalance your portfolio, revisit your portfolio, and swap up. Am I wrong? No, that's absolutely right. And that goes well beyond the tech sector. You know, the tech sector is only uh, one of the 11 sectors that comprise the economy. But what you do is you have a come-to-Jesus meeting with yourself and your financial advisor, and you might have some stocks that are misplaced for the current environment and occasionally the environment shifts and what you do is you look at your list and say who do i want to be on the survivors team and uh, you might come out investing uh, with more uh, confidence and greater concentrated positions in the fewer names but that's cool that's uh, what you should do um, do you think part of the market rebounding here was the fact that the fed might actually 
not be so aggressive with raising in, rising interest rates? You know, uh, you'd hate to say that, okay, the Russia, the focus on Russia is a good thing, but it does probably say to the Fed, look, at, you're not going to be as aggressive. And it seems to me that the stock market has been fueled on low interest rates for a long time. Yeah, we've been binging on essentially zero rates for about 13 years. And so um, that's going to propel the value of any asset, stock, bonds, your car, a barrel of oil, everything, the value of your home. And, uh, yes, we are going to increase interest rates, but that is a natural evolution of things. And I do think you're absolutely right with the anxiety and the uncertainty uh, surrounding Russia, even though they are going to begin to raise rates, no question, March 15, 16 is their first meeting to do that. I think they might be even slower, more deliberate than they originally planned because uh, they just can't get too aggressive with all the uncertainty. And when they originally decided to embark on this program from lower rates to a little bit higher rates, obviously uh, Russia and the Ukraine weren't in the mix in their decision. And now it is. So, yeah, I think that that actually might bring some relief because we may, after this, go from uh, very loose monetary policy to tighter monetary policy, but uh, in a more slow and measured way than we might have a month ago. I, you know, one of the things I've heard from our investment committee, you and John Thur and, and Peter Nielsen, is, you know, now it's, it's becoming more of a stock buyer's market, you know, meaning that, you know, you, when the market goes straight up and you're off the bottom of some kind of a COVID correction or you can go out and maybe buy the S&P 500. But a little bit different now when you have valuations all over the place and uh, and sector rotation it's really probably more important than ever to really comb through those portfolios and find the stocks that you think are going to take the next leg up and, and maybe be what I would call safer, right? Maybe good earnings, maybe a dividend, or, you know, they've got cash flow and they've got a purpose. Am I wrong? Yeah, no, that's a, another good point, uh, particularly in the tech sector. You know, always have these companies, companies coming out of Silicon Valley, California. They're emerging companies. They get a lot of hype and their stock prices go up, and quite often they don't make money or generate cash for too many years in the future, if at all, ever. Uh, so now is the time to look at companies that can, through thick or thin, and you know maybe this is a time that we're in the uh, thin, uh, that they have earnings and cash flow. I do like your idea about uh, dividend payers because you can probably buy some marquee, iconic American brands and uh, earn 2 or 3% per year just by collecting the coupons, which is a dividend. And that's actually going to be better than the yield that you could receive on any bond. And so, yes, I do think there's some opportunities. If you take a look on a sector basis in times of inflation, uh, even with uh, Russia and Ukraine excluded from you know, my comments, energy stocks do pretty well. Material stocks do pretty well. And financial services stocks do pretty well because they actually – make more money on their loans when interest rates are on the rise. And so rotating into those kind of companies, and particularly if they have their cash flows and dividends, and um, you probably would do relatively well by taking a look at your portfolio and maybe making that tweak, at least making that tweak. All right, Paul. Well, look, at I uh, so appreciate you spending some time with us. I know you're uh, uh, not a part of our investment committee and team and managing portfolios for us. You're also – 
a uh, professor, and uh, and so you're just nonstop working, and I really appreciate you spending some time on a Saturday with us. Any final thoughts or advice? You know, one of the things, again, I can't stress enough, and by the way, if you're just tuning in, Paul Meeks, a regular on CNBC, part of our investment committee and team, if you're interested in uh, in interviewing our team, 833-FIN-GUYS, and having access to guys like Paul, but one of the things you've always said was, look, at, you cannot overreact. And I know that's the nature of people, right? Stocks are down. I want to sell, sell, sell. And when they're up, they want to buy. And really, just the opposite will do will, will do you more good in the long term. At least that's what history shows us. And so now more than ever, time to be patient. And by the way, the opposite is true, right? I mean, the stock market just had two pretty good days. It doesn't mean, okay, all this volatility is over. Let's just hop right back in. Uh, my guess is you're going to tell us that you're probably going to expect a little bit more volatility. This, all this uncertainty is not over, right? We always talk about certainty and uncertainty, and it's not over. So, you know, I, if, if a portfolio was yeah, to come yeah, over tomorrow, you probably wouldn't just go full bore and jump right in, would you? No, no, and I probably would uh, prefer my dividend model to my tech model. And even with fresh cash, there is no reason to do something dumb. Nobody forces us to flip a switch and be immediately fully invested. That's actually imprudent. Uh, I do think that the financial markets are the ultimate discounting mechanism. So what's happening today is not based on action today. What's happening today is uh, bets that the pros are placing on the world six to nine months from now. And... If you think that uh, Putin will go away or at least uh, subside somewhat, you know, six to nine months from now, don't worry about days or weeks, uh, then that's probably a pretty good bet. And that's probably why stocks have risen, despite the fact that a ground war was started. And also, all the talk about raising interest rates and inflation, that has been in the news for so long now that once it becomes common knowledge, it's baked into stock prices and then usually the most dire, bearish scenarios are never as bad as they are hyped up to be. And so that's why you get a uh, relief in the midst of bad news, because we are making bets for six or nine months. We're not making bets for today. And I do see a much uh, brighter picture in that time period. Yeah, I agree. Don't know what's going to happen in the near term. Pretty comfortable what's going to happen in six to nine months. Yeah, I'd say, and then the other thing is, it's funny. Yesterday, we did an investment committee call yesterday, and I said, "I'm so happy to not ask you guys about COVID, but uh, let's face it, COVID is going away, and that's a good thing, right? No matter what side of the political argument you're on, we've had shows about it for, it's going away, and things are opening up. Even here in Erie County, it's funny. I said, uh, Pizza Hut just talked about opening like ten or eleven locations. So, okay, what's the big deal, Pizza Hut? Well, guess what? They were a company that was closing locations during COVID, and now they're talking about opening a 10 or 11. And to me, that's an optimistic thing. I also think the Republicans are going to take back Congress in the midterms. And the best part about that is we're going to have fighting for two years, so nothing's going to get accomplished. And if you look back at history, when Washington fights and nothing gets accomplished, the stock market tends to do pretty well. <laughs> like, so maybe that's the key. Just let them fight for a bunch of years and we can all win. So, hey, Paul, thank you so much for joining us. Well, then also it. that. Uh, yeah. And then just the last comment, I would say that that also delays any uh, Biden uh, tax increase. Right. The fact that they can't get anything done. So that would be a good deal. 
Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think uh, that's that's a positive for sure. So, Paul, thank you so much for spending time with us. I appreciate it, and we'll see you Monday morning. Have a great uh, weekend with your family. Well-deserved. All right, thank you. Bye. All right, take care. Paul Meeks, a regular on CNBC Squawk Box, part of our investment committee and team. If you want access to Paul and guys like Paul, you know, John Thur, Peter Nielsen. I mean, Paul literally was the largest stock manager in the world. You have access with, uh, through to him uh, through the financial guys on our team. 833-FIN-GUYS if you need our help. Don't forget about our home and auto division and uh, give Mike and his team over 14 minutes. Let them shop over 25 companies to save you money. And we've got a, a big hour lined up uh, next hour, right, Mike? Yeah, yeah, a couple guests coming on. we got Harrison Rogers and Frank Meir and uh, Dr. Paul Alexander. So looking forward to the next hour here. All right, folks, if you need us throughout the week's Financial Guys Radio Network, if you want to hop on board, we've got John in Rochester. I promise, I promise we'll get to some of your calls, 844-434-4TFG. Again, 844-434-4TFG. Our website, thefinancialguys.com. And it's always an open mic session. You want to talk about what's going on overseas with uh, Russia and Ukraine. You want to talk about the stock markets. You want to talk about COVID. We're open for it again. Uh, always an open mic session, so use our team as a resource. And uh, don't forget about our workshops, folks, thefinancialguys.com, a list of all our upcoming workshops. And I forgot to plug Medicare, poor Medicare, and our Batavia office. Man, we've got a Batavia office, and I always forget you folks in Batavia. They send me messages. You forget us in Batavia. You have an office here. Yes, we do, and we can help you, whether it's home and auto, Medicare turning 65. You need to think of the financial guys and uh, our investment arm. So uh, use our team as a resource. All right, real quick break here. Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, Mike Sparazzo. We'll be back here on uh, Financial Guys Radio Network. I don't want to get going because I have to keep you here too long because you know all what I'm about to, what I've said and you know what I've done and you know what we're doing and you know what I know what you're doing. It's time to talk money. We don't like restrictions. We don't like mandates. We don't like to tell people they need to be wearing masks. The Financial Guys Radio Show. No one is above the law. Nobody is above the law. No one is above the law. Did you wipe the earth? What, like with a cloth or something? Here are the Financial Guys, Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. All righty, all fueled up, ready to go. Got my tea here. One more hour. Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle Financial Guys. Mike Sparaza in studio with us and uh, taking over for the great Glenn Wiggle. He'll be back next week, a well-deserved weekend off. And uh, we've got some special guests. It's funny, you know, uh, they're all backing off on COVID now, and this is why. Impact Research. This is the poll team that leads up the Biden administration's uh, poll numbers. Said, look, it, you're going to get your butts kicked in the midterm. So here's what we need you to do this week. We need you to declare the crisis phase of COVID over and push for feeling and acting more normal. You're all about feelings, Democrats. So recognize that people are worn out and feeling, and they're really feeling harm from the years-long restrictions and take their side. Console them. Yeah, these people will forget about it, which is true. Most of them will. Uh, most of uh, Joey's uh, voting base will forget all about it, and they'll say, thank you for everything you did. Uh, yeah, the suicides are up. The drug overdoses are up. Uh, but you know what? You did it all because we feel better for what you did. Acknowledge COVID still exists and likely will for a long time. Funny, because this is stuff we suggested, I don't know, a year and a half ago. Uh, don't set COVID zero as the victory condition. Why not? It was it was zero two weeks ago. It was zero a month ago. 
Oh, the polls are showing differently. Stop talking about restrictions and unknown future ahead. Uh-huh. You're going to get your butt kicked in the midterm. Paul was talking about stocks, Mike, and uh, being a leading indicator. And he's absolutely right about, you know, the fact that, you know, why, why, what, what, what is there to be optimistic about? Well, look at if the, if the Republicans take back Congress, well, hopefully we don't have to worry about tax increases and the massive amounts of regulations that these uh, left-wing dirtbags like to impose on people. Exactly what the market likes. Now, by the way, that doesn't mean the opposite. It doesn't mean you take 100% of your money and go out and buy stocks. It means you have a well-diversified plan and you make subtle adjustments along the way to take advantage of the future indicator, which is the stock market. Uh, Mike, we've got some special guests lined up and you've done a lot of hard work to put all this together. So I'm going to let you introduce the, the two folks we have on the line live some, from CPAC, right? Yeah, they're live from the CPAC. We have uh, Harrison Rogers here, who is the anti-woke CEO. And we also have two-time UFC champion and MMA fighter Frank Mir on the line with us. You guys there? Yeah, well. yes, sir. We're I, here. Can you guys I, hear us okay? CPAC oh, yeah, we hear you great. Loud. I love the fact that he's an anti-woke CEO. I'll tell you, I'm, I'm, we've been the same thing. And one of the things I've been telling business owners all over the country as I give lectures and radio shows and TV shows all over the country is please stop apologizing and please, please, please find a set of stones to help us get out of this. So I thank you both for uh, stepping up. I know uh, Frank was an MMA fighter. You still are, right, Frank? Yeah, no, it's the thing. I own a gym syndicate in Las Vegas, so uh, I train every day. Still, it's part of my lifestyle. As fights come up, I'll take them, but honestly, it's probably not my um, – the minute I get up in the morning, it's not to go look for getting ready for the next fight. I'm kind of like past that stage in my life. Uh, right now, my daughter's fighting, and uh, she's getting ready to go to college. She's a sign for Iowa, and um, she's a four-time state champion. She's a national champion as a junior. She's probably going to – Hopefully she wins again here in March uh, for her second time. And my son is a state champion wrestler. My youngest goes on and on. So that's more of my focus now. And now working here with the, the pack with Shore Freedom. And, Frank, while we're talking about your daughter, because I, I did see some, uh, some highlights of her. I saw she had, I think, she only got taken down one time this year. Is that, is that the stat it was? Um, did she get taken down once this year? I don't know. Uh, it, definitely not in the battle of the national tournament. Yeah, she might have given up maybe one takedown. That, that's incredible. Um, that, the only time I actually even seen her down was when she was actually in the finals at national. Uh, she had pinned her way through the tournament, and uh, in the finals, the other girl had also had wrapped up the outstanding wrestler award. She had also pinned everybody, and uh, she actually took my daughter down and, and turned her. Yeah, that was the takedown. Sorry, I was talking about. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was last year. She, they turned her, and uh, she was down eight zero. And uh, in the second period, she chose top, and thirty seconds later, just crushed the girl. Like it woke her up. I don't know if it's because it's the first time being in the finals at national. But uh, we made eye contact. I told her to reset and just start over. And and then uh, and her coach, uh, her head wrestling coach McGregor, you know, just kind of you know fired at her, screamed at her like, "Hey, like you finish this now!" And sure enough, thirty five seconds later, she's national champion. She just tore the girl up, <laughs> bender. Oh my that's gosh, awesome. that's awesome. I love I love the fact, Frank, that you're an MMA fighter, but you sound as a you're just a proud dad right there. I love that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that. Uh, I want to ask you about you know you've been in sports all your life. I mean. You know, what do you think about men that want to play in women's sports? I mean, to me, this is so outrageous. I can't, I, to be honest with you, I can't even be, I can't believe I'm even asking you this question. You know what? It's 2022. 100%. In fact, it's funny. When the topic comes up and I speak to it, it blows my mind. It's even like, 
the left would even want to ride this, you know, and, 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 and even have a stance on it. It's like, wait, the science, you guys, like, it's completely against this right now as far as allowing the girls to do, you know, men, you know, that now identify as a woman who wants to now compete. You know, it blows my mind. I mean, we don't even have to talk about the hormone differences. Okay, well, we'll give them hormones. Like, guys, puberty. I mean, you know, there's even the swimmer, her hands and feet, on a man, even if after they go through puberty, are larger and gives them more ability to pull through the water, lung capacity, bone density, the, the length of her muscles. It's like I can go on and on and show you, like, hey, competition, the reason why we have a women's division is to give them a fair, you know, uh, competitive level so they can compete against each other. So in a situation like that, I'm like, this is not right because you want to, like, address someone's feelings. I'm like, I'm sorry, you're not a biological female. It'll and- never happen. And Frank, I would say too on this Me Too movement that we've had on on getting the you know women's excellence out there and and what you know pr- progressing women in sports and everything, and then you go and start doing this stuff, it just makes no sense. Well, and no, to I mean, add, quick, sorry, Frank. I, I, yeah, sorry. To add to that though, real quickly, and I'll turn it over to you, Frank, is that women's sports have done a tr- they've just been it's amazing to see how far they've come. Right? I mean, it's funny. Like my nieces played softball, and I was you know, watching them online and into softball. I never thought I'd be into softball, but women's sports have taken the next level, and it's a shame because this is going to destroy it if they allow this to happen. And it's such a small part of the – when you ask 100 people, there's a half a 1% that think this is a good idea, a half a 1%. And they're mentally ill for the most part. No, it is. And look – I'm socially liberal enough in the aspect that if you want to get married, you know, you're over 18, whoever you want to be with, you know what, whatever. But here, I think this is so silly that we allow them to compete, and it does. Like, what I said earlier, it's just crickets on the female side. Like, well, we're all, everybody's strong standing up for women. Where are the women's rights groups, you know, you know, the feminists, you know? You're allowing men to now, you know, have a disorder and want to fix it, and all of a sudden they think it's like, well, you're never going to be a woman fully. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we'll try to help out as much as possible with your mental disease, but, but you can't get birth. You know? So, I mean, like, there's going to be limitations. And you're taking away scholarships and opportunities for women, and right now you're right. Women's sports is at all-time high. Right now we have females in the UFC that make more money than the men than yep. because they have more draw. So now they can compete. Young girls like my daughter have an opportunity now to go out there and compete and make money and be a superstar, you know, in their own right. And now all of a sudden it's like, well, what if, if my son is two years younger than my daughter was to convert over now? My daughter couldn't beat him, and it just—it just can't happen. He's benching over 300 pounds. She can't bench over 200. Now she's a phenomenal athlete, but they're just to show you that brother and sister, the genetics that, with the testosterone that hit him and put him through puberty. You know, he's over 200 pounds. She's 145. Yeah. The bone density, muscle strength. There's, just, there's no comparison. And now it's like, well, is there an op- my fear and why I'm standing up now for this so strong? is like, hey guys. You know, you're taking away girls' scholarships and, and records on the collegiate level. Like, we're not going to let this get to the UFC. We're not. I mean, we're not going to be so crazy that you're really going to sit there and watch at the highest levels a man now dressed as a woman or however you want to you know, turned over now beating up on a female, right? Like, that's not where we're going with this, right? We're not that woke. I mean, that's, that's silly. Silly is is right. It's beyond silly and sickening at this point, right? And and, and it's it's sad for females, too, is what it is. It's sad for females, too. It is. Girls now lose out on scholarships. Just that alone, to me, is an atrocity. Yep. That's exactly right. Exactly right. No reason whatsoever for this. Anybody with a brain in their heads knows that men and women are different. We're just different. 
Uh, we're, we're, we're physically, we are different animals. And, and that's folks, okay, Mike, too. That's okay. okay. It's There's not a problem. wrong with it. That's yeah. right. There's nothing no. wrong with it, right? And look at okay, I'm okay, by the way. If you want to dress up, if you're a man and you want to dress up in a skirt, I'm okay with that. Just don't dare go into the same be- the restroom as my daughter. That I don't want that, right? And I don't want you playing volleyball against my daughter. That's it. But you want to wear a dress, go wear a dress. Uh, I, but I don't want to know about it, hey. and I don't want you in the same. I don't want you hey. in the same restroom as my daughter. You guys are a bunch of bigots. Let's move on from transgender here. <laughs> Harrison, I was going to bring you in on this, too, because I think with all this stuff, too, we have the woke culture, right? And, and, and Frank, you know this being an athlete as well. You know, UFC allows for a more conservative mindset, right? But the NFL, the N- NBA, the NHL, like they're, they're, not, they're not as open to that stuff. And, and a lot of these players get silenced if they don't believe what the league tells them they should believe. And to me, that's a scary thing because you have a lot of these players that cannot have an opinion in the locker room or they'll be shunned, especially young guys, maybe cut from teams because of their beliefs. Absolutely. Well, I'll let Frank speak from the, from the athlete side, but from the CEO business side, it's because they're all owned by China. All these sponsors, all of these athletic business uh, products are owned by China. They don't care about, you know, L- LGBTQ problems in, in their country, but they sure are loving this, uh, this woke society and, and divisiveness in, in America. You know, I mean, I think it was China themselves is, hey, we don't allow any 50 men over here or whatever they call the transgender movement over there. But here, you, you speak out of... Uh, Bad, you know, look at Enos Cantor. He's uh, the biggest critic of the CCP, and he's canceled. I mean, it's 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 insane. Well, I was just yeah. going to say that too. Where where's LeBron James on the uh, on the China issues? He doesn't say uh, a word, right? I'll tell you Does, where LeBron. I'll tell you where LeBron is. LeBron is selling him sneakers. That's what he's doing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. He's right. selling him sneakers he's and lining his pocketbook. Well, and that's the problem with all their sporting, and that's why we're doing the Restore Freedom Fight March 19th. We're not owned by anybody. Even you know, if you look at it. The left, Hollywood is owned. You know, they own the culture of you know. The left owns the culture of Hollywood. They own higher learning. There's certain aspects. So you know, and then now our big sports league is also so leaning far left that you know, when a young kid now is growing up, of course we admire a LeBron James' high plays basketball. But these kids didn't go on there and start looking at his belief systems, what he's saying, where is he going? And obviously, because of who writes his checks, we know which way he's directing these children to think. So that's why I like the fight world, because now here we can bring up an organization that's not owned by any Hollywood company, and now our athletes can be who they are, which is mostly conservative. So now young children at home, when they're looking at these fighters up on stage and they admire them, they go home and they can read about them, these fighters can actually speak their minds and what they actually think and feel, which is more in line with the right. Can, can we can we hold you guys over the break for a minute? Is that yeah, all right with you guys? Yeah, definitely. Well, Harrison, if I can, I want to talk to you about your work on the border because I watched your videos and it is awesome. And, uh, and yeah, so- no. Um, luckily, luckily, we are surrounded by a bunch of news uh, people that want want to do some uh, hits really quickly. But you guys are so awesome that we want to stay with you. Appreciate it. We'll be right back, all right? All right, appreciate it. Yeah, we're going to take a quick break. We've got Harrison Rogers and Frank Muir up on, uh, on deck with us, live from CPAC, by the way, uh, and uh, a, a CEO that's against all the woke culture, and, of course, uh, uh, Frank Mira, a, a champion 
in uh, in martial arts and UFC fighting. So uh, we're going to take a quick break. You've got the Financial Guys Radio Network, and we'll be back. Don't turn the dial here, folks. If you do want to hop on board, we'll try to fit you in 844-434-4TFG. We'll be back. I think uh, many people have conveyed that, and also one of the reasons that crime, one of the root reasons crime, we've uh, root causes of crime in communities is guns and gun violence, and we've seen that statistically around the country. To your point, so when a huge group of criminals organizes themselves and they want to go loot a store, a CVS, a Nordstrom, a Home Depot, and tell it the shelves are clean. You think that's because of the pandemic? I think a root cause in a lot of communities is the pandemic, yes. All righty, welcome back. Mike Sparazza, Mike Lomas here. Uh, it never it never ceases to amaze you what she says, doesn't Mike? Nah, they're they're, they're you know they're either dumb or criminal, but uh, you can't. It's it's one or the one or both, but um, it's unreal. Sick thing. All right, we're back here with Frank Mir, Harrison Rogers, guys. I wanted to talk a little bit, Harrison. You went to the border back in September, and we've interviewed uh, Sheriff Mark Daniels there in Arizona a few times, and he's told us about what him and his deputies see down there. What did you see when you were down there? For people that you know don't really understand what it's truly like at that border right now. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, amazing when you actually go and see it for your yourself. You know, you hear the the media on either side either make it sound like it's uh, the most secure thing and don't even worry about it, Biden's the best thing since sliced bread, or you hear it's, uh, you know, a war zone that uh, people are just dying left and right. But I would lean more towards the latter. It's, it's, pretty, uh, it's pretty scary when not only do we – not have the infrastructure finished that uh, Biden or that Trump tried so hard to get completed, which the infrastructure only um, expands resources. It doesn't solve all the problems. You know, you're able to have uh, one border agent for every five linear miles rather than for every one uh, linear mile if there's not the wall, the infrastructure. But the problem is, is these woke policies that are so defanging any law enforcement officer to get these illegal um, uh, immigrants and these criminals that are are exploiting these policies out of our country. I mean, when you just say, hey, we're going to catch you, and if you claim fear of returning to the country, okay, well, just go, come on in, and uh, we'll take care of you for the next 90 days until your initial arraignment or hearing, and None of them ever show up because there's also no consequences for not showing up. We'll just take you back to your country whenever we find you several years later. I mean, it's disgusting. We need to either, not either, we need to both finish the infrastructure to save on our resources of border agents so that they can do their job, but also put the things back in the policies that says, hey, if we catch your ass and you are illegally entering our country, especially if you're doing it to bring any drugs or any uh, counter um, uh, counterfeit products, or especially human trafficking, I'd love to go into that, you are in for a world of trouble. Who the heck is afraid of our government right now? Nobody. And so, of course, people are just walking through like it's a it's the revolving door. And to be honest with you, the simple solution is shut the damn door, right? I mean, that's that's yeah. the simple solution. Just shut the door. And we just can't seem to figure that out. Right. Yeah, you're a bigot if you say that. Doors, doors are racist. No, what we're saying is we want to provide the biggest, nicest door there is. But there's rules to come in it, and there's rules to go out it. But here, 
this is the way to do it. I, I totally agree that uh, that process is broken, and shame on all administrations for not having that taken care of much sooner to get in here legally. We, we want, we're a land of immigrants. We want the, the great, bright individuals that want to come over here and love America legally. And so that is another problem that we can get into. But shame on, uh, shame on this administration. Yeah. Well, most of, you know, what the most people think like us and they do support secure borders. Unfortunately, you've got uh, just brain dead Democrats and spineless Republicans. It's amazing to me yep. how spineless some of these Republicans are. You know, uh, I, I said I've said this all along. Donald Trump won that election when the when they tried to call him out on saying the word or the phrase anchor baby. And Donald Trump yeah. said, what should I call him? And they came up. All these, da, 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 da. And Donald said, you know, what? I think I'm going to call him Anchor Baby. And I was like, you know what? That, that's that's exactly what we need to have happen. Right. Um, they, 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 you know, you need to have a set of stones and stick with it. And we're seeing that all over. Right. This cancel culture, they, they'll pound on you if they have the opportunity. But if you step up to them and say, you know what, I'm not going to back down. Joe Rogan did it. Right. Joe said and I was yeah. so happy to hear Joe Rogan come out and say, you know what? I'm not backing down to you dirtbags. I, I love it, by the way. He stepped up to uh, Bill Gates this week. Bill, who's the who is now our our science chairman. He looks like yeah. you know he's about a hundred pounds overweight now, right? Uh, he's got these stick little arms and a beer belly, and he's telling us how everybody should you know how they should run their lives. It's like you know what, Bill? Why don't you go to a gym and build up your immune system a little bit before you tell me how to live your life? Right? And Joe Joe just has a perfect way with his words too to just just oh, put yeah. him right in his place. Yeah, Harrison. One of the things that I wanted what what you pointed out in your video, which I thought was huge, is there's no turf wars anymore. I thought, why is that big? Well, it's because there's so much opportunity for all these these gangs used to fight over opportunities to get over the border. They don't need to do that anymore. It's open, right? The other yeah. thing you said, which I thought was cool, was you went to a spot where the wall was actually completed. And these folks are talking about, hey, we used to arrest 100,000 people here a month, 200,000 people here a month. We're not doing that anymore in these areas. So the wall worked, right? Yep. The wall absolutely works, but it's just one one piece to the to the puzzle of the solution and uh this administration is adamant about breaking every single piece of the solution it's, it's you can't make up like this can't be on accident of how bad you're running this uh but then let's talk about how ukraine you know we need to fix their borders and stuff no no no, no. we need to fix our border first but yeah hey not yeah, that's, it's funny you said that. We're, we've heard more from Joe Biden about securing Ukraine's border than we have about our border, right? Well, and his um, vice president, too, who just refused I, to show up down there, too. Yeah, yeah she, that's 800 right. miles away. Listen, Harrison, Frank, you guys got an event you want to plug, right? And I want to make sure we give you time to do that. Thank you. Yes, uh, we are doing the first, you know, we, we're not politicians. I'm a, a career venture capitalist. I've been very blessed in growing businesses and been trying to keep, you know, my my head out of politics, leave politics to the politicians, and I don't want to be associated with corruptness and all immorality, everything that, and Frank, the same thing, you know, hey, I'm gonna, he's going to mind his own business, leave him alone, he'll leave them alone, but after 2020, we've both realized that this is, we can't do that any longer, that's why we got into this mess, and so we're putting together our first ever Freedom Fight Night, which is a fundraiser to go towards um, fighting against these horrible mandate initiatives um in the midterm election so go to freedomfightnight.com uh to stream an awesome fun fight night with ufc legends tito ortiz and rampage jackson and frank mir and uh 
So for not not only for great entertainment, but for a good cause. Yeah, awesome. By the way, we'll we'll, we'll make I'm sure going to be down there it. for that too. I'm coming down there for that one. Yeah, thank you so Please. much, guys. God Everybody. bless for fighting, man. Keep up the good fight. Keep it up. All right, we'll be back. Mike Lomas, Tom Wiggle, Financial Guys. We'll be back. Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, Mike Sparaz in studio. We are the financial guys. Crazy show today. Loving every second of it. I love when it's busy here. And want to make sure if you want to hop on board, 844-434-4TFG. We're we're still waiting for Dr. Paul Alexander. Is that true, Pam? Give me a thumbs up. She's not on yet. No? All right. Uh, Well, hopefully we'll be joined by Dr. Paul Alexander, one of the few doctors who was brave enough to stand up in the beginning of this and talk about herd immunity and how useless the masks were. And, uh, of course, he was attacked for it, but uh, he was a fighter, and I want to make sure we give him his, uh, his time to talk about COVID, who, uh, who seems to be slipping away this week. We're, but we're on to Russia, but the, more importantly for them, they're on to getting crushed in the midterms, and uh, they know that, uh, that that's going to happen. And so, miraculously, all the COVID restrictions, it was COVID 0000. We have to get to 000. And uh, now it's, hey, we can't, we don't need to get to zero. We can, uh, that's crazy. Let's just open up, right? So anytime uh, they can deflect to things that are not about the problems at home, right? They do that. So yesterday, Biden obviously introduces his new Supreme Court justice. Uh, Everything is looking at Ukraine right now. Nothing looking at our border issues. Nothing looking at, you know, jobs issues and, and, and things of that nature. Just amazing how they operate. Yeah, once again, in your point with Supreme Court, let's not pick the best person. Let's yeah. make sure we pick a black female. Well, right. what if the best person happens to be Asian? <laughs> what if it happens to be a white male? Oh, we can't do that. They no, can't do God, that. No, God, no. God, no. Surrounding himself with, uh, with uh, and I don't know. I don't know enough about her yet to say she's uh, A, B, or C. But the fact that you come out and say it has to be a black female instead of the best person for the position. is. Really but, he, but here's the thing, Mike. Imagine if we in our companies did that, where we said no matter what happens, we are hiring a white male. Imagine what the backlash would be, oh, yeah, right? Be huge. We'd be closed down. We'd no, be closed right. down. It's amazing that, that that is not being looked at more, that that's a problem. And, and again, yeah. uh, the best person for the job should be chosen, no matter yeah. what job it is. Yeah, but by the way, it's a, to your point, is we would never hire – uh, and say, well, we're looking for a white, uh, black female, or a black male, right. or a right. or a white female. I mean, could you imagine if we posted that online? Like, <laughs> it just... had a had a press conference about it to tell Where everybody. I mean, it's it's unreal. Yeah, it's sickening. Uh, unfortunately, it's not about the best candidate, but it's uh and that's where we are in 2022 under Joe Biden, who was going to be tough on Russia. And uh, there's no way Putin was going to attack the Ukraine under Joe. But uh, apparently they didn't get that message. They didn't uh, feel like he was tough. I love the fact that the left is now blaming this on Trump. Like, well, this is Trump's fault. Yeah. <laughs> now, they didn't attack during Trump. I wonder why. Hmm. Could it have been because he was tough? Could it have been, could it have been because he was talking about energy independence from, from, uh, from Russia for Europe? Uh, could have been. Maybe. Nah. That, and when you say, folks, that these people will somehow wake up and get it, they just don't. Nope. Right? They control cities like Baltimore that were on fire, and, and the mainstream media is going, well, it looks like it's pretty peaceful here. Fiery, but peaceful. I mean, the, the, the schools have a graduation rate of 25 to 30%. These people think this is great. This is just wonderful, right? 
uh, because it's all about feelings, not about results. All about feelings. Let's go. Let's go back to the phone. You want to go hit the phone lines here, Michael? Yeah, let's, let's go the phones, to yeah. uh, John in Rochester, who's been patiently waiting, and we've got uh, Brian on the line. We'll clean up some of the phones. John, how are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing. I'm doing good. Good guys, I'll tell you. You know, Paul Alexander. I can't wait to hear Paul Alexander. Uh, I believe he he was a consultant for Trump to the uh, World Health Organization regarding COVID. So this guy knows. The, the issues very well, and I've heard them before on your show. But you, but you know these these uh, doctors that like Fauci, uh, Gail Bernstein, and some of these other doctors, they should lose their medical licenses because they've com- they've committed uh, and they're responsible for a lot of deaths and illnesses because number one, they don't recognize natural immunity in all the uh, information I've read in the papers, heard them talk about, hardly anything about natural immunity, just pushing the vaccines, which could be harmful with somebody with natural immunity. The other thing is they don't push at all therapeutics. Therapeutics could have saved tens of thousands of lives, but, but they weren't publicized hardly at all. In fact, I think certain therapeutics you couldn't get. Because uh, pharmacies right. were afraid to uh, carry it. That's right. Well, and when, it, when they saw it worked in Florida, God forbid DeSantis get credit, they decided they weren't going to fund any of that and talk about any of that nonsense. So but even it's helping like, people. No e- way. Even in, in New York, though, if they just looked at any data whatsoever with kids, right? I mean, forget the therapeutics and the vaccine. Kids are not dying from this, this virus, right? No, they Let have, them go to school. Let them do their zero. thing. Zero, they right. did. The only thing that the, the left did in this country is destroy businesses and shift more money, more money to the big box stores and the big the big CEOs that are all for their woke culture and all who uh, that's well, exact here. Oh, it's OK to go into Walmart. You just co- can't go into to Jen's or Billy's store next next to them because right. they're a covid spreaders. I mean, it's just a joke. Uh, everybody with a brain in their head knows they did nothing but feel better about destroying businesses. Now, by the way, they're going to come out. Their game plan, watch and see, John, is to say they help businesses. This is they were they were pro business during this whole thing, and and businesses <laughs> should be thankful because they got them out of this. It, it'll be like the jobs. It'll be like the job statistics. Businesses will open back up, and they'll take credit for new businesses. Yeah, it's just That's, the businesses they shut down. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. They, they were part of the turnaround. And, and there's not one stat that proves it, right? Florida's numbers are better than California's, better than New York, and they didn't crush prosperity. And back, back in uh, October of 2020, uh, there was a uh, conference called the Great Barrington Declaration, and there were tens of thousands of uh, doctors, uh, epidemiologists, other professionals, that got together, I guess, mainly through the Internet, and formed this great Barrington Declaration. And their conclusions were that the uh, shutdowns were more harmful than the disease itself. And they turned out to be right. Yeah, I we predicted had, that, by the way. We, we predicted that from day one. And did you guys ever read about the great Barrington Declaration in the Democrat and Chronicle or the Buffalo News? Or did you hear it on NPR, WXXI, some mm-hmm. of the national public radio station? Nothing about the Great Barrington Declaration. And yeah. it turned out they were absolutely right. And it, look at Florida. Florida's uh, death rate uh, is better, when I say better, less than New York State. And Florida ha- hardly had any shutdowns. You guys uh, go to Florida quite a bit. Yep. 
what no, a difference. It was even, open from day one, never had a – not even close, by the way, when you look at how they – uh, they reacted to this, right? I mean, DeSantis did exactly what he should have done. Looked at the data, said, look at the wearing these face diapers isn't doing anything. It's hurting the kids. We see drug overdoses up. We see suicides up. We got to get back to normal as fast as possible. And they did that. And uh, and as you said, the results are far, far better. But the left is the left. These half these people are brain dead. They don't actually look at results. They know who's on Dancing with the Stars tonight, but they have no idea that Florida numbers were actually better than California. And, and, and Mike, to be honest with you, people that don't know Florida say like, oh, it's it's just it's wild down there. Nobody follows any rules. Every time I'm down there, certain people do put on masks if they want to wear a mask. They have that right, right? People get vaccinated. They have that right. It's not a free for all down there. It's just letting people make their own choices that's all it is yeah well god even, forbid even, we do that even bill maher uh the last i for the last uh six months i've heard him talk and what i heard him a couple of weeks ago talk about uh he's been talking about the media and fauci they're on the wrong path uh he's been talk, talking about no mass no uh no shutdowns and uh he uses uh and CNN is an example. In fact, he talked about CNN. He's, he had a guy from CNN on, and he, he said to the guy, uh, I forget who it was, but he said, you know something, I only believe 50% of what I hear on your network. Yeah. I, he yeah. says, i got to watch the high. to get the other 50%. Well, uh, to your point, and that's what's tough about trying to decipher what's actually going on over there in Russia and the Ukraine, right? Because you, you can't trust them. You just can't trust the media anymore. They blatantly lie. They blatantly lie. And they don't care. They're going to push this left-wing agenda, and they do not care. John, I'll give you the final thoughts, sir. Well, I got, I got to say, I'm, I'm, we've got Fauci. We've got uh, Dr. Uh, Tom Russo from UB Medical, Dr. Nielsen from UB Medical, Dr. Bassett, who's the uh, health commissioner for New York State. Uh, we've got Dr. Mendoza here in Rochester, the head of uh, the Monroe County Health Department. They better wake up because they're doing more harm than good. Yeah, well, hopefully it's – I think we're, we're, they're starting – now that, you know, they're waking up because the polls are going to crush them in the midterms, and I'm very optimistic. Hopefully, hopefully we don't get spineless Republicans in. Hopefully we actually get some Republicans that, that found their spine and can actually fight for this country and the freedoms that they were built on. We were built on opportunities, right? That's what, that's what America was built It wasn't built on massive amounts of welfare and free handouts. It was built on freedom and opportunities. And, of course, the left uh, is, is petrified of that. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. We've got Brian up on deck first, 844-434-4TFG. And uh, if you need us throughout the week, 833-FIN-GUYS, 833-FIN-GUYS. We'll be back right here on the Financial Guys Radio Network. Or uh, we release, Glenn and I release a podcast every week. Mike, uh, you and uh, Mike Hayflick, TFG Truth, once a week. You guys get some awesome guests. I mean, I thank you for bringing those uh, those two guests on today, but I mean, you'd have you'd have Rudy Giuliani on. I mean, all kinds of people that uh, you don't want to miss, folks. So go to our website, thefinancialguys.com, for all that content. Who do you have lined up this week? So I have uh, Joe Kent, who is a Trump-endorsed uh, congressional candidate in Washington. So he's been on Fox News and Newsmax and, and a bunch of stations recently. We have him on Monday. Uh, it'll be released later in the week. And then who we just spoke to, Harrison Rogers, is going to come on with us Thursday this week. And then Tim Swain, who's a U.S. Senate candidate from South Carolina, coming up next week. 
We might start doing more than one a week, depending on the guests. Uh, Frank Mir, who we spoke to earlier, the UFC fighters, agreed to come on as well. So we're going to just keep trying to grow it and get as many guests as we can. Yeah, that's awesome. So go to our website, folks, for all that content. And, uh, and you know, if you, if you can't get enough of the financial guys, listen to us throughout the week on our podcast, thefinancialguys.com. Uh, before we go to Russ, let's welcome Brian, who's been patiently waiting. He's got a comment on the truckers. Brian, thanks for holding, sir. Oh, you bet. Thanks for the open forum. Yeah, I was hoping you could give an update on the Niagara Falls group for the People's Convoy. You interviewed Charles Pellian. I believe his name is from last week. And yeah. the main thing is I, I was hoping to find out if they're on the road or, most important, how we could donate. Yeah, that's a great Thank question. You. I will, if you go uh, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, I will make sure I get all of Charles' information. I actually literally just got back into town this morning here. I've been in our Florida office, so I've been a little bit detached from some of that. You know, Florida's a different world down there. You forget about, oh, communism and all that stuff. So, uh, But I, yeah. uh, I I will give everybody an update on that, and, uh, and you know, we'll see. Hopefully those, uh, you know, there's still the, the, you know, a lot of folks are saying, well, now no, they're repealing everything. They're opening everything. Well, not necessarily. I mean, the kids are still wearing face diapers, as far as I know on monday to school she has to review things mike give her time to review some data so she's got to review some things yeah Yeah, it's a it's amazing that they have to save face with that but i'll I'll, uh i'll post that on our website as well we'll get an update from those folks including charles on where you can donate and all that good stuff so brian thanks for the call yeah i know last last week he said giftsandgo.com western new york trucker but i know a lot of people are a little leery with them hacking uh they were able to hack this and go as, as well as GoFundMe. Yeah. Uh, so I was just hoping to we'd find out a way to donate without. Uh, I just sent stuff. him a text message. So hopefully by the end of the show here he'll get uh, he'll uh, he'll get back to me. Okay. Right. Great. They're uh, fighting a good fight, so we pray yep. for him and uh, wish yep. him well. Thank you very yep. much. I, I think uh, I think a lot of this stuff would have ended a lot earlier had they uh, had they stepped up. I mean, God bless them. I'm not saying they should have stepped up early. That's not. I'm not a truck driver. It's not for me to say, but uh, uh, I could tell you they have a lot more power than than anybody ever imagined, right? I mean, when you think about your food and all the stuff that uh, you do every single day, it doesn't get there without our truckers and our American workers. So God bless them and and uh, and their fight. Uh, let's welcome Russ Geyser and Russ, head of, uh, head of our uh, Dave Ramsey program, certified Dave Ramsey expert. And uh, Russ, I appreciate you being flexible here. I, we uh, we certainly had a lot of guests on today, and you were supposed to call in maybe half an hour ago, and you were nice enough to switch uh, switch gears. So we appreciate you uh, you calling in and spending some time with us. Um, all, you did an you did a, you were actually on TV this week. You were written up in some uh, some magazines about budgeting, and I wanted to leave the show with money here at the end because you know I've heard so much this week about stock markets all over the place. I'm concerned. I'm concerned. I'm concerned, and 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 rightfully so, right? A lot of stuff going on. Dow down 700 points one minute, up 700 points the other minute. But the number one question I get, Russ, all the time is how much money do I need to retire? And I always say the same thing, $100 million. And people say, what do you mean $100 million? And I say, all right, $10,000. And they'll say, well, come on, why aren't you being honest with me? And I'll say, well, you've got to learn, we have to learn what your budget is. What is your lifestyle, right? Because your lifestyle is going to allow us as financial planners to be able to determine what that lump sum of money is that you need. 
and budgeting is so important, right? Right, and thanks for having me on, on guys. Um, especially with all the uncertainty that's kind of happening in the world, you know, you kind of want to make sure your financial house is in order. It's something that you can actually control. And you're right, it all starts with, with the budget. Uh, unfortunately, though, you know, the word budget has this stigma around it. Um, but really what it does is it, it's a written plan for your money. So you, you are in control of it rather than kind of wondering where it, where it went, right? Um, and it just allows you to make a sound financial plan to uh, allocate those dollars to the most important places, wherever that might be. Yeah, the left so, has been so saying I, I you don't need can't to... stress how important it is. Uh, it's funny because the left has been saying recently, you don't need to own anything. Just rent. You don't need to own anything. Of course, the, the Bill Gates of the world are out there buying land, but it is important to own things, right? It's important to pay off your house and to understand that you've got that asset and and folks can't take it away from you, right? Yeah. So, you know, a budget allows you to, what I tell my clients too, to pay yourself first. Uh, your most powerful wealth building tool is your is your own income, not MasterCard and Visa, um, you know, uh, uh, things that go down in value. I mean, you have to have a car, but if you have too much car, that's that's uh, it's too much and something that goes down in value rather than purchasing stocks in a down market or um, contributing to your 401k or paying off your house. And Ross, um, if I could, so, if I could ask you one question too, Ross. I mean, this stuff's got to start when you're younger too, right? It's not just something you can plan at like 50 or 60 years old, right? You got to really start early, maybe even out of college or whatever it may be, to really save your save your money so you can retire one day or have these have the ability to do things. Yeah, that's a good point. And when when I meet with people, and sometimes I sit with them and, and tell them, I wish I would have met you, you know, when you were 22. Um, but a lot of times, people actually build wealth. Um, I don't know, on accident, not, not necessarily knowing what they're doing. They just steadily contribute to their 401k and do that. But then kind of their, their financial house is still a mess. So be, being on a budget and understanding how, how your cash flow works, even as you get older, uh, you know, is still important. But you're right. When you're younger, then we can actually put a nice plan together to make sure that you, re, you retire with dignity and, and do the things you want to do. Yeah. Might might be something colleges and high schools want to teach. I don't know. Maybe maybe instead of teaching all the other crap they're teaching these days, maybe we should teach how to how to run on a budget in high school and college. I don't know. Yeah, you would think, right? <laughs> yeah, instead, we're real. trying to we're trying to force them to take Spanish or French. They really should start to learn Chinese because that's where it's going. But but uh, uh, for Spanish or French are mandatory. But learning how to what credit card debt can do to you or balancing a checkbook. Not necessarily that important. Uh, you know, you've always talked, and in fact, you did an article on the street this week about needs versus wants, and that's really important. I mean, it's a we. It's funny because a lot of times, folks, especially when they're building up, you know, younger folks building up a plan, they'll say, "Well, I just can't find the money to do it." Yeah, you really can if you look at your needs versus your wants, and uh, you know, that's so important. I mean, do you really need the number one iPhone? Do you really need full cable for everything, <laughs> or is that a want? And it's so important to be able to sort of to be able to distinguish the two, right? Right, and it, it doesn't mean if there's a want, you know, um, you want to want your needs covered. Obviously, that's important. You have to eat. But in married couples, I see this all the time. They kind of look at at each other, and they all want it now. But when you're on a budget, it's it's focusing on the wants. But you don't have to have everything right at the same time. You can. You can plan to have that want later on the road, later down the road, or later that month, or later that year. 
um, and do it do it smartly, you know, and 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 adult like, I guess, if you want to call it that. So you're not putting yourself self behind. Yeah, so it's, it's funny when we started point. this. Day you, you, can, you can have what you want. Yeah, we started this Dave Ramsey program. I thought, well, this is just really geared towards younger people. The average age, the average client age of financial guys is 59. So most of our clients are older, right? They're retiring. But what I'm seeing is, number one, some of these folks that actually do have their financial house in order, they're the most proactive in talking to you about, hey, I do have a little bit of debt over here. I got a lot of assets. Should I prepay this? Which one should I pay off first, right? Um, it's 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 funny. Uh, social Security. We have certified Social Security experts. And Mike Capick will tell you, more folks will call him that have money to try to figure out the best option to take Social Security. And you would think it would be the opposite. You would think folks that have no money would be the first to call the certified Social Security expert because they have to maximize it and figure out the right option. Nope. It's the people that have accumulated wealth that have focused it on it that have said, you know what, I really want to also make sure I'm doing the right decision here. What I'm also seeing is uh, some of our clients, their, their children, their kids, you know, look at, you're going to pass this money on to your children. We want them to be financially knowledgeable so they don't go through everything you've saved for the last 40 years, right? Absolutely. And, and when you're, it's a, it's a big responsibility to inherit wealth uh, that's been left to you from, from the next generation. Um, and you need to understand how, how to use it and how money works and being on a plan. But we, we talked about the next generation and what we're teaching the next, next generation to Mike's point. Um, you know, it would be good to learn this stuff when you're young, but we, we push education and I'm, I'm all about education, but specifically education that gives you a good return on your investment. But too many kids now are coming right out of college with 50, 60, 70, and sometimes over $100,000 worth of debt, and they're already starting a massive hole, landing jobs that are earning them thirty or 40000 a year. Yeah. Um, and so, so I, I, it's really close to my heart of trying to have this paradigm shift of looking at the education that you're actually spending your own money on and what that's going to return you in, in the future and, and coming up with smart ways to pay for it. And to your, to your point, so Ross. It's never that- too early. To your point, at, at a, let's say you know kids that go away to school too, to bigger schools outside the state. If you come out of one hundred twenty thousand in debt and you're making forty thousand, I mean, are you ever going to pay that off ever? You can with a plan, um, but but to your point, a business degree from Notre Dame and a business degree from University of Buffalo when you live in New York State, um, you know, it's it's the education is very similar, um, and so you really have to see, you know, does this does the cost I'm going to pay, you know. Um, is it worth it? Truly worth it? You, you know, you commute to a local school here, and uh, you can cut half your bill out uh, from room and board if you're afforded that opportunity. And tuition is, you know, three or four times cheaper in state than it would be out, outside. So, it's something to think about um, outside of, you know, scholarships and and aid. And and uh, it's really a financial decision. But oftentimes we make more of a behavioral decision than we do what actually makes more sense monetarily. Russ, I thank you for spending some time with us. It's a complimentary consultation, and uh, if you want to pop in and 
and visit with Russ, a certified Dave Ramsey expert in really getting your financial house in order. Just another arm of the financial guys. You know, we have chartered financial analysts, registered investment advisors. Of course, Mike Sparaza, head of our home and auto. Give him 14 minutes. Let him shop over 25 companies to save you money. And don't forget about our AHIP certified Medicare experts. Turning 65, you need to think of the financial guys. Pam, thanks for everything you do. Uh, on behalf of the financial guys, God bless. We'll be, uh, we'll see you next week again. If you need us, thefinancialguys.com, eight three three Fin Guys. Offices: Batavia, Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse. We can help you. Eight three three Fin Guys. All right. Take care. We'll see you next week.